Hi everyone and welcome to Conversations Over Coffee with Dee and Tony. We haven't had a conversation for a week. Yeah, for a week. We do talk to each other in the meantime. We do. You we mean do. a formal, formal <laughs> sit-down form. conversation? Yeah, we haven't, oh, we haven't <laughs> spoken to each other at all for a week. Is that what that means? Apart from my little rants about, oh my God, Barnaby Joyce is back. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear from him. I'm so embarrassed for Australia that he's our Deputy Prime Minister. But I also feel really embarrassed for the Nationals that they had Michael McCormick, who made some stupid statements the previous week, so it's no wonder he got turfed. Um, but that's what they got. You know, Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> well, that's, what do you mean? That's the only alternative. It seems to be the only alternative at the moment. It is, isn't it? Oh, it's a bit which is sad. That, so that's very sad. I felt embarrassed for but them. Do you think McCormack was anything better? Like, he oh, he wasn't. He might no. I yes. appreciate that he was an embarrassment in and of himself because he said, "How good is it to live in Australia? I wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the nation." <laughs> <laughs> so what? What nation did he have in mind? Now I can feel some sympathy because I make plenty of bloopers myself. Um, but and then the other more worrying because you can see that as a blooper but the more worrying comment was that with the mouse plague in rural new south wales that he was suggesting the mice should be rehomed taken into inner city apartments and particularly with you know climate change activists or whatever rehomed in their apartments and left to nibble at the feet of their children which was a pretty weird (laughs) <laughs> insensitive and stupid Who thing to say. Who thinks like basically. that? <laughs> well, clearly he thinks like that. So, we'll so I'm not surprised they needed to turf him. But, you know, oh, my God, Barnaby Joyce with his track record of idiocy well, and very bad behaviour. What are they saying on Twitter? What are they saying on Twitter about, about Barnaby Joyce's... I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> I so put out a care. request that I, there's no pictures and no stories. All right, have, they, have, have your Twitter followers bothered <laughs> by that? Have the million Twitter followers that you've got agreed with you? No, there's a, so some of the journos have written articles, but I just refuse to read them, no. actually. I'm not interested. I just think that we're an embarrassment. We're an embarrassment with, you know, you know it's bad enough with, um, with Morrison having gone overseas and run around to pubs, you know, in Cornwall. So there's lots of people who haven't been able to get back to Australia because of lockdown or get out of Australia because of, you know, our border restrictions at the moment. So he runs around Cornwall visiting um, his his dead relatives. He's trying to find his relatives, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he used, you know, that mission for that on, on on, you know, no doubt on taxpayer money and then comes back into two weeks quarantine. So he's been a bit AWOL, I think. But yeah, I, I, think it's I kind don't of, care. I think it's kind of funny watching him, watching him in Question Time. Of course, you, you watch Question no, Time. No, I don't watch Question Time. That should be in my working time. Well, Who has time to watch Question Time? I, I do. <laughs> I, I've watched it at night time on YouTube. <laughs> just uh, find, And it looks really funny because he sits in the back of the room with a TV screen. And he, oh, okay. So he is there. Yeah, yeah. But then, then the person running the show is... Um, is the that night guy we don't talk about now that we don't like? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. So here. Barnaby Joyce is running the show, and and he just oh he just presents as an idiot, 
and uh, hasn't got any quality. Or, I don't know whether we expect politicians to have quality or class or not, but he lacks both of those two things, I think. Well, I think the thing that bothers me, he can't be a complete idiot because he's still in politics and he's been there for a long time, so he must have some political nows. But he seems to lack all decency. Um, that's what concerns me. But you're, you're right. Do we expect people in politics to... Well, I do, actually. I do expect people to maybe be we don't, constantly maybe disappointed. We, <laughs> but maybe we don't. Maybe we don't expect people to be... Um, I don't know, to have moral standing or to have a Well, they usually do about background. other people's children or whatever. Because remember, Barnaby Joyce was well against same-sex marriage because of these family values then he runs off and has an affair and a second family <laughs> yeah, well so they're happy to spout some sort of morality on behalf of other people how other people should well, providing behave. they providing they think that that's how other people should that, be I thinking think that's, yes yeah so they try to reflect as best as they can the moral standards expected in our community but that doesn't necessarily mean they're prepared to abide by them themselves no no i think that's the issue isn't it i think that they make these and the other thing that came out this week and i don't know who said it but it was a stupid comment about child care costings shouldn't be revisited and child care shouldn't be made more financially available because that would be that would be women outsourcing their parenting, so I have two issues with that. That it, oh, it falls on Everybody's women again. Stand back, stand back. Here it comes. Deirdre and her feminism is about to leap forward. <laughs> well, it falls on women again. Like you know, these blokes in Parliament don't have kids, don't work fourteen hours a day but with the... somebody else doing their parenting for them. That's usually what happens. The other thing, though, is that the upper classes have always outsourced parenting. They've mm. always had nannies and nursemaids and they've done bugger all, really, in the way of actual... the sort of intensive parenting that we expect from parents now. Yeah, so those... So, so what are you so saying? So where are they? I think they're in the 19th century or somewhere. Well, they they're thinking 1950s. Yeah, they, they're probably having trouble trying to understand that the 21st century is a different century <laughs> from all the others. But their, 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 their logic and their moral standings is, is the same, though, isn't it? Isn't that the point? That they, they haven't seemed to have shifted from the 50s in particular, I guess, to in the way we think no. today. But isn't that interesting that we're starting to talk about their, our expectations that, that they will reflect uh, the community standards? Aren't they representing then, us? Isn't that the point? Well, clearly not. No. But, and part of that is, I think our fault as a community because we keep on talking about them as being leaders. They're supposed to represent us, not lead us, as far as I'm concerned. And I think yeah, that's, how a, they that's a difference. How are they representing us if they have a completely different version well, they're not. of what the community is well, supposed to be thinking? Well, I think that's thinking. the point. They're not representing. Well, I don't feel represented. Do you think I they represented us then when they, um, uh, when they were looking at... Um, same-sex marriage and stuff like that like there was a lot of resistance from certain aspects of the political spectrum as well wasn't there around that oh, but right they, across. they passed it in the end so well they had to <laughs> they had to in the end they wouldn't just pass it on the basis that they already knew that we already had figures for a long time that showed around 60 percent of the australian community agreed with same-sex marriage. So they wouldn't just pass that legislation based on that. Turnbull's compromise was to do that silly referendum or whatever it is called 
and spend all that money finding out what we already knew, that mm. around 60% of the population agreed uh, that we should go in that way. But it, that was that for me, that was contentious because it, it called up Labor's social, not socially progressive, but socially conservative side as well because Labor wouldn't put that through either when they had the opportunity. And Julia Gillard said that's because she didn't agree with marriage. Mm. Like one person has a say on that. <laughs> but there would have been also a whole host of Catholics within the Labor Party who disagreed because they are very socially conservative as well. So I think eventually they, they were forced to represent the community. But it, but they didn't lead that debate. That was the community yeah, pushing for that. But that's an interesting idea, isn't it? So the community... The community is capable, so we as individuals, or as a group I should say, are capable of influencing the decisions that are make, made in Parliament. Um, but clearly we're not able to influence who they select because... No, because they do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you'd have to be a member of the party to do that sort of influencing, obviously. That's party stuff. Yeah, but a lot... Of, well, you know, I don't know how Barnaby Joyce has fared in terms of uh, polling and stuff, though. You know, I, I saw I saw something on Sky News saying that this is the turning point for the Liberal Party or for the National Liberal Party uh, because Barnaby Joyce is there and that he'll be able to influence and be able to create significant change. He won't. Uh -huh. He'll just hold everything up. He'll just make things work. What sort of change? Or what, they would, what do you mean? Well, that uh, I guess what they're saying is that uh, the rural community support Barnaby Joyce and therefore... Uh, issues like climate change, mining, all those sorts of issues will be um, diminished in their, in moving forward. That, that, yes, that I, have, I have heard that because he, he doesn't support climate change activism. Yeah, does he... He probably agrees with Michael McCormack on the mice nibbling the, the feet of climate change. Yeah, and I think he supports open activists. marriages, doesn't he? He's open relationships. <laughs> Is that well, should, not same-sex ones, but open, as, open. Long, as long as they're straight couples. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's all in favour of that. Um, so I, th I think that I think that eventually it will be proven that he's a disaster. I think one of the most important things to acknowledge here is, and my dad used to say this, that the Liberal Party, who was he was Liberal in the party himself, but um, that the Liberal hates the Nationals. They do. They hate the Nationals as much they as they have to have hate. them. Yeah, because yeah. Because they're weak on their own and they won't. Because the they can't hold a majority they can't on their hold own. A majority on their own. And they, but they hate them because they have sometimes policies that uh, stand directly opposite to their to their own. You know, they. I think there's some members of the Liberal Party that would like to move forward on things like climate change. Yes, but, that's, but they're they setting up a new party now. Did you hear that? The new oh. Liberals. I think that's got through because well, well, there's no longer an old Liberals. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what we can concern. So there has been a concern amongst Liberals at that point that you just raised, that some Liberals are far more socially progressive than some of these old Conservative dudes. Um, and, and I'd have to put people like, no. no so who's in the new Liberals? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't explored that. I just saw that story come up because um, the Electoral Commission was wondering whether they could use that name and so that that was up for discussion for quite some time whether they could use the liberal in the name uh, but I, I think that has been passed I think, I think that's I think they're the um, so the uh, 
socially conservative group, though. This is no. Bernardi and... Oh, is it? His, I, think that, I think that was... That's that not going to be a new Liberal. That's an old Liberal. <laughs> that's, an out, that's an outdated Liberal. That's an outdated Liberal. liberal. Talking yeah. about outdated Liberals, and, and she's not a Liberal at all, there was, coming across Twitter this morning, is silly old Pauline Hanson proud, oh proudly God. stating in newspapers that she's so anti-vax that she would prefer to get the virus. I hope somebody goes breathe on her, actually. Well, I think maybe they should send her to some sort she's of... She's probably in lockdown. Well, they should put her into a, into a hotel quarantine, because that's where it comes from. So yeah. lock her up in a hotel forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I heard someone She's say... She's probably a hypocrite, though, because she probably is in some sort of lockdown or keeping herself physically distanced, if you know what I mean. Well, she, I bet she's no, out. No one I bet she's to... not out and about. Well, I mean, who'd want to be near her anyway? Well, after all well true. Yeah. But um, I heard someone say on one of the TV stations today that they, they, knew, of, um, they knew of someone who has got the new the new variant like you know go and catch it it's new you know like you should go out and get keep it up, keep, keep up keep up with the trend <laughs> go out and get it and uh, it was like being hit by a bus was the way he described it that um, you know I had I had this guy on one of my um, Facebook feeds say that he suffers from uh, he's had cancer he's had asthma he had a whole range of these conditions and uh uh, but you know he, he he doesn't know of anybody that's had uh, COVID. So the logic was because he didn't know of anybody that had COVID. Um, COVID, yep. COVID clearly didn't exist. Yeah, him. that's logical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, and I got my argument back to him. Was, so heart disease doesn't exist because he might not have had that. that well, no, my or cancer. But that was my argument. My argument was well, I haven't had cancer or any of that. So they don't exist. So therefore, either. they don't exist. <laughs> It was just so illogical. I yeah, couldn't believe, yeah. you know, that people come up with these ideas, and I don't know why in the hell they're there because it is clearly obvious that uh, there is a pandemic to start with. Like, how can you possibly deny that? No, and and I think that I mean part of what's going on in Australia now, across Twitter anyway, is is a is the stupidity of the vaccine rollout here because we were doing really well in terms of the pandemic management across the world. And we saw that with the figures in the United Kingdom, the United States, India, other countries where thousands of people died. And so we saw the consequences of that and we seem to, I don't know what happened because now we're back doing lockdowns and silly things like that. And we should have been past it if we'd rolled out the vaccine in a more... I think we had a navy guy. No, no. It doesn't. I tell you what, it doesn't suggest how well we'd do at war because we had a navy guy running the vaccine rollout to begin with, and now we've got an army dude running it. <laughs> I reckon, thank God, we're not at war well, because perhaps, we wouldn't do very well. Perhaps next they're going to give it to the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it, yeah, I'm just really glad that we're not at war because if we can't manage a vaccine rollout, how could we manage anything else? Oh, and that's. This is like uh, that's an interesting segue into the latest thing that Sky News is spreading, which is that that if there was a war with China, we wouldn't be able to defend ourselves. I you know, agree. If there, was, if there was, well, I don't disagree with that either. But oh, haven't we I'm, got six submarines compared to their seventy or something? And what about the population? Oh my God! On their, yeah, I don't think we largest, could defend ourselves. Well, I think them. they have the largest military now in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, either way, we cannot defend ourselves against them. But they're spreading this notion that 
that a war is kind of looming oh, yeah, with no. China. So it's about this uh, fostering uh, fear, I guess, amongst the community. And I just think uh, it's so irresponsible to But what's the benefit of spreading that sort of fear? Is it a distraction from the stupidity of the vaccine? I mean, what is the benefit of that? Why be doing that? Because they're fear mongers. It's just what they do. That's what, their, just anything. Yeah, that's their um, modus operandi. I but think, I don't even, they? I don't even get the logic of that particular fear. <laughs> you know, well, I think it's about uh, capturing their audience of some description. Well, capturing this interesting capturing. word, given we're talking about <laughs> being invaded by China. <laughs> uh, but they always. Uh, I think I'm on China's side in that that sort of debate. You know, I think. We're poking a very significantly large bear. Yeah, and I think, you know, and then we keep... And so it actually has created a conversation, though, around uh, the uh, ANSYS Pact and other pacts that we have with uh, other nations so that we, you know, we, we, are, we are basically defended by other countries. So we're not, we're not able to defend ourselves. Whichever way we look at it, we, we never will be. So we need to accept that. But we need to be able to develop some more... Um, Respectful relationships. That's it, exactly. I mean, that's Morrison. Exactly. That was Morrison that started all that stupid stuff. Why? Because he picked no, he, no, a disrespectful relationship. Because he picked up on Trump. Somebody's somebody on Twitter today called him um, Trump spirit animal. <laughs> so he obediently went along with Trump and the whole China. Uh, virus stuff and then obediently I think he was obedient to Trump in saying in calling on the WHO to investigate China specifically and and we were on our own at that point we didn't have other nations no. calling for any sort of investigation and then stupidly had a go at China because they had a go at us because of the Afghan murders and the terrible stuff that had been going on there so one week there's an expose about the bad behaviour of Australian soldiers. Somebody in China makes a comment on that, and then Morrison stupidly has a go at them for doing that. And I think, well, hold on, we would, we did the wrong thing. Mm. We absolutely did the wrong thing. And so, you know, in China, and so I think that's Morrison has been buggering up that relationship, and so they've halted a lot of the trade deals. Yeah, and I think that the best thing that we can do is to, uh, I think, just do what we've always been doing. Which is trying to export whatever little we have. I mean, and they, you know, the only thing that China really depends upon us on, I think, probably is coal. Is coal. <laughs> and, Ironically. and some gas and gas. You know, we export a lot of gas. So, uh, but they don't expect they don't get a lot from us in terms of wines and these other things that they've, they've limited or banned. Or and whatever. they can go elsewhere. And then we can look for markets elsewhere. So, which we're doing. In yeah, Europe which we have so to on. do. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's a. It's probably a bit of a furphy, the China thing, really. I don't think we need to be too concerned about that. About um, the trade? Well, <coughs> um, I don't, I, I don't no, feel concerned still, about the war. Cause I think, cause I, I, think, think I have more respect for China than that, to be honest, because I think, A, we're being stupid, and B, probably China recognises that. They're just pissants, you know. We're hardly that important in the world, but our, our world trade, sphere. Our, I think I'm correct in saying that our trade in terms of mineral has increased over recent times it hasn't okay. diminished at all so we're, we're still doing okay you know don't you think that's really funny that we dig up stuff from here and send, from it, over the, send it over to china and then they make stuff and send it back to us yeah it's bizarre <laughs> it's very bizarre 
you know, so maybe we should learn to, and I think this is one of the interesting things that's going to come out of all of this, the pandemic thing, is that I think we're going to have to become more self-sufficient around a lot of this stuff. So We've been gonna... talking about that. That discussion's disappeared, I noticed, because I noticed oh. at the beginning of the pandemic, we started talking about that. Yeah. Because um, of the delays in importing, um, you know, there was a real hold-up for, for products coming back into Australia because we weren't producing them here and there's all the hold-up in the pandemic. But I noticed that that discussion's disappeared since March. March to May last well, year, big discussion. Well, we ought to reignite it Re on conversations <laughs> over coffee. Yeah, this is the this is the podcast that everybody in the world listens well, to. Well, I can tell you what, it's not going to be Morrison doing it because he doesn't do anything, I don't think. No, no, he doesn't do anything that's very Oh, He collects his salary. Now, what about what about this guy that's suing this army oh, bloke? That's a, do you want to go yeah. there? Because... You've been hot on his tail, haven't you? Well, not really. I haven't been so much hot on his tail. As a bit flabbergasted. Like, so he is suing News Corp, as I understand it, for defamation. And the defamation is around them saying that he has murdered. So he's a, an, a former Australian soldier, highly decorated, so apparently done a really good job. But he's now being... Oh, he's done a good... Because he's decorated, <laughs> well, he's done a whole... you know, I'm sure there's well, as much politics... I'm sure there's as much as politics in that as anything else. Anyway... No, it's about us celebrating these soldiers as... You For know, risking something. their lives, I suppose. Yeah, which is what they're paid to do. Yeah, they are paid to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like... Uh, we should... No, no, it's a secret. Are we celebrating the lives of people that uh, provide food relief in Somalia and... No, you know, other countries, we, we don't tend to celebrate them in the same way. But often those people are risking their lives too. Well, I don't know if they do so, get celebrated. I wouldn't have known about him if it wasn't for this story. So it's not like it's a big deal in my life. Do you know what I mean? He's not that sort of celebration. No, no. Because I guess that's a different world than what I live in. But as yeah. I understand it, in the, in the military world, he's kind of a big deal because he's got all these decorations, which I think is really funny. What does that mean? Like, you know how you decorate your house? You decorate your soldiers? You decorate yourself. <laughs> so you have all these medals sitting <laughs> off your chest. You feel important. You feel important with all your medals. And I guess that's the problem with him is he's felt so important about himself. So there's so much egocentrism and narcissism in this man, I reckon. Well, that's what appears to be happening, because I'm just flabbergasted that he is suing for defamation. He's, as I understand it, and I'm only I'm not following it closely, but as I understand it... You he, talk about him every day. What do you mean you're not following him? Yeah, closely? because the stories are just amazing. Um, so he's in the stand first and being questioned. Right, He's suing. He's on the stand first. And what comes out of that are accusations that he has had an affair, told his wife not to tell anyone that he had an affair when they were still together or he'd take the children away. With the woman that he had an affair with, there's an allegation that he's punched her in the face, that as a result of that, she's fallen downstairs when they've been out publicly, that he then bound, bundled her into a car. It looked like it was a government car because there was an official driver. The driver wanted to take her to her hospital. He insisted that they not go to hospital. He'd look after her. He's apparently taken photos of her naked in bed, um, I think on that same sort of night, rifled in her bag for evidence of something I can't remember the details of which, um, sicked a public, a, 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 um, a private investigator on her because she said she was going off to have a termination and he wanted to make sure that she did. 
So who does that? Who, I don't know. Who rings up a private investigator and says, can you follow this woman? I don't know, but I'm, I'm a bit concerned that you know so little about this. <laughs> <laughs> about how you don't know much so about it at all. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you just gave it just, a lengthy oh, synopsis. Some, I think that's it. I think that might... No, 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 that's not it. Because the other story, which was just flabbergasting, apparently his folks have a property in Queensland... And so when he started, the, or the dates of this coincide with the Australian Federal Police beginning this investigation, of, of, you know, about these Australian soldiers. And so he decides to burn his laptop. <laughs> and he says that he's, he'd done that earlier. So this is in 2018. And he'd done that in earlier in 2012 and 2010. And it was something he routinely does because everybody knows you can take stuff off the hard drive. <laughs> So what was on his hard drive that he didn't Aha, need to That's very interesting, isn't it? Well, that sparks the interest. Why do that? Who, who does that? I don't know. I've worked in the computer industry, as you know, for many, many years. I did previously. Um, I've never known. When you who does when you, that? Well, when you burn something, normally you're burning to a disc to copy yeah. something. Not it's burning a metaphor, something. isn't it? Yes, it is. A metaphor. You're not burning something you're not to get rid of something. Burning so. so he makes himself look like this highly suspicious character, actually. So, so, the, so the joke is that really, I mean, for me, he certainly doesn't look like a decent man. So clearly you don't have to be decent in order to be highly decorated. Um, so that was one point. But the other point was um, he's not a good character witness for himself. So what's the strategy? What's the legal strategy here? They make him look like, you know, a, well, you would have, uh, a bastard. That's what he looks like. I think you would have had lawyers certainly advising him about what would be appropriate and what wouldn't. So what were the what, lawyers thinking? What is thinking? the lawyers thinking? Or, or maybe he just ignored, <coughs> maybe he just ignored what the lawyers suggested. Well, they're going to get their money anyway, aren't they? Well, yeah, so maybe they go along with it all. But at the end of the day... Surely there's got to be some sort of legal strategy. Somebody did suggest that, you know, if he could look, at least look honest now because he said if every, brought everything out in the open except that that reason for burning your laptop didn't look very honest to me. Well, what does it mean in terms of the allegations that were levelled in the media about him, though? Is it is it justifying... Because that's the, that's the reason for the defamation, isn't it? Yeah. Because... They, he's saying that they've said things that are untrue. Yeah, that's right, and they're going for so, truth. Yeah, so, so the stuff argument. that's come out about him, is that relevant in terms of the defamation? Well, it's, in, it's an interesting point. And here, right, we, are, here we are, legal, legal practitioners, <laughs> giving our version you know, of... Whatever I have. No, well, you see, I'm only looking at it because it just gobsmacked me that you would air your dirty laundry in that sort of way so publicly right across the nation and look like such a, a deal's not the right word. He doesn't look like a deal, he doesn't look, he looks like a bastard. But maybe He looks maybe like a he really nasty man. Maybe he doesn't see it as being um, a bad thing. Like, like maybe he justifies all those I'm things. I'm sure he does. You know, like his wife, he's like apparently his partner, whoever it was, fell down some stairs. That's how she got the bruised eye. Not him smacking her in the face. Yeah, but how many times have we heard that story? Well, no one believes that sort Nobody of story, believes. do they not really? Now? I hope not. No, no, I'd, I'd I hope certainly not. hope not. And she she certainly needs some... So is so who's he with at the moment, do you know? Is he... A, oh, a lawyer, his lawyer apparently. That was another little... Oh, that's right. He that was, was another little out. blip. But you could argue that he was 
he was seeing her in relation to his case, though. Yeah, and you but usually walk along the street holding hands with your lawyer, don't you, as you're well, discussing a case? Well, I have so many lawyers <laughs> that I do that with, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, you're right. None of that suggests that he would have kicked an Afghan man off a cliff when he shouldn't have. Unless, so, are there, are the, have the members from his squad talked about well, that, all, well so I guess the other thing is his justification. You're so, you're so uninformed around So I'm uninformed, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So so the justifications, his justifications are like a school kid. You know, like, you know how um, in high school kids do stuff to other kids and then the kids say, oh, he's just jealous. Well, he's done that. He reckons that the 21 soldiers who are coming forward, I think it's soldiers, 21 people coming forward against him, are all just jealous because he got a Victoria Cross. So they make they make. And stuff his up, wife is just bitter and twisted. <coughs> all right, so it's everybody else's fault but his own. Yeah. So he's one of those oh, sort yeah, of dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's one of those sort of dudes. No right. responsibility for his own actions. All right, so we could say that so he's a violent, he's a yeah, he's a violent and abusive Man. individual who probably needs to who deserves whatever it is that he whatever flack he gets from the. <laughs> well, the point is the point is it will cost him if he loses. I guess he it'll cost him no. hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, because I think oh maybe because um, Kerry Stokes is fronting up the money. Maybe it's a loan. Maybe it's a gift. I don't know. Oh, it's and Kerry. why would he do that? Well, because he, he because he's taking works on for, the opposition. Well, he, yes, and he works for Channel yeah. Seven. Yeah, but did Kerry Stokes know all of this before? <laughs> Well, and what, how is Kerry Stokes preserving his own reputation through this either? I don't know. He doesn't come up a lot in the discussions. One thing I've noticed is if I go on Facebook and I go, it's obviously the people I've got on either one, is that on um, Twitter, I don't think I'd have anybody there who's sort of had anything positive to say about Ben Robert Smith. But on Facebook, I've had people saying, "Leave him alone! Leave him alone! He's an he's an Australian soldier. We just leave him, leave oh, him right. alone." right, so Australian soldiers can do whatever they like. Apparently, can they? Is that the deal? apparently. All oh, right, so I don't think that's appropriate at all. Well, why are we assuming that? Because we know that they have committed these atrocities, don't we? That's, we do know the reports that. come that's, out. That's been demonstrated. That. Now. So, so we know that they're bad dudes within. Yep. The service, so they they need to get the just desserts, whatever that might be, um, being sacked. I mean, it's criminal what activity. What does it mean? It's criminal activity. Yes. So yes. Uh, they need to be locked up, perhaps. Well, probably. It's funny that distinction, though. So you're killing somebody, a, a soldier, in the course of duty, another soldier. That's not murder. No, no, that's that's legalised murder. That's legal murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you kill somebody else, a bystander or somebody, then that's murder. Yeah. Yeah, it is apparently. interesting how we make those distinctions. Yeah, in in war we can we well I mean there are rules too in within war so you can't kill civilians for example. Yes. Or you're not supposed to, but you do. Oh. I mean well, they did it. They did it in Israel in uh, Palestine in, in um, Gaza Strip recently. Well, not they, just so. there, but think about um, the Iraq War and the, you know there, there were hundreds of thousands of civilians. Yeah. So who gets who gets um, held to account for that? Well, there was there was some talk about um, Bush at one point being taken to the criminal the yeah, national but he criminal wasn't. court. No, 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 because it, it never happened. And the same with Blair as yeah, well. Yeah, that's and right. And I think Howard. 
popped up briefly in that conversation. <laughs> well, I think all politicians uh, make these decisions about going into conflict without really understanding the human cost in all or of that. caring. Or caring about that, because it's so far know. removed from it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So. I don't think we have much in indication that what we've got at the moment is a caring, compassionate government. Yeah, well, that's another completely different discussion. So is that representative of... So if we go back to that idea that they're representing us and um, not leading us, so if they're representing us, what does that say about Australia at the moment? Well, it not, says that, nothing very good, really. Well, it says that we fail to keep them to account, really, yeah. for whatever it is that they do, where we as a society ignore that stuff. Right? We don't really care about what happens overseas or elsewhere. You know? Well, and I guess we're expecting those boards to be doing their job and to be doing their job properly. But we should know by now that... They don't. They don't. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> no, we don't. And yeah. I think that's an interesting point because as a society, we don't tend to care what's happening in the outside world until it affects us. Mm. You know, I think climate change is probably the best example of that, that a lot of people uh, can get upset about what we're doing to our planet mm. but until we're the ones directly affected we don't give a shit mm. and we ignore it mm. and we really need to find ways to engage you know like um you know the number of kids that die overseas from famine from war um you know no one seems to care too much about them kids go you know the the trafficking, trafficking. of children and all that sort of stuff that goes on worldwide no one cares about that until something happens to them you know mm. we're, we're we're sort of why do we do that why are we so removed from, we're so removed well, from what happens to other people because we don't give a shit about other people well i don't know whether it's not caring or not being aware of or not really understanding or feeling impotent is possibly a part oh, yeah. of it it's like what could what what can i do yeah good point I can certainly feel compassionate and, and caring but what can we do yeah, because we know, you know, I know within the child protection space that most people don't really care about kids until such time as their own kids are taken or a friend of theirs is or taken or their grandparents story. or... Or there's a or tragic, the tragic story. story. yeah, yeah. And then, then it is intense caring for a brief moment. Yeah, it sits on page one for a day and then moves to page <laughs> 25 the following day. Yeah, because somebody... And I think ABC Breakfast um, mentioned this, that it's the... That William Tyrrell, the little foster boy yeah. from New South Wales who disappeared and has never been found, he would have been 10 now. All right. Yeah, 10 yeah. years of age. So that was on the paper for quite some time. And there was a concern about that. Um, yeah, but that's kind of sits there because it sits as a mystery. People yeah. are wondering about what happened to this little boy and no one's kept to account. But, you know, Chloe Valentine, that's, her story's well and truly gone. You know, there aren't, yes. no one really refers to little Chloe or baby Ebony or any of those kids that died in care or should have been taken into care. Um, no one seems to care about them anymore. They're gone. But it's, but the system is still corrupt. Well, the system is still doing its thing, isn't it? And, yeah. and always will. <laughs> always. Nothing, nothing changes and within that system because people don't care enough, funnily enough. No, and I think that somebody told us ages ago that it's not a voting issue. People won't vote. Well, we're hoping. Yeah, I know you're hoping that that'll, that'll change. Um, oh, so did you hear that? There's is it today or was it yesterday? Um, there's a march on in Rundle Mall against pedophiles, 
at the moment. Yeah, Did you? I'd heard. I'd heard it. <laughs> That's going to be very productive. <laughs> the pedophiles are all going to go. Oh, oh, I'm so scared. I better start watching my baby. Well, there'll be there'll be one group of people that'll be anti-pedophiles, and there'll be the pedophiles on the other side, <laughs> saying, you know. It's okay I thought, for us to I do what really we do. I couldn't really see the point of that protest myself. When, when I mean, I that? see that it's in Rondon Mall today, today, I think. Yeah, someone mentioned it to me and we had, we had a discussion in the party about <laughs> no, don't, it. No, don't for, for a second think I agree with pedophiles. I just don't think that this process of doing a protest is going to do a thing. No, I think we should do a protest around kids being removed and the, the inadequacies that sit, sit within the system. We certainly should be doing that. Someone asked us whether we would be attending this today, and, uh, and we've been to other rallies, as you well know, <laughs> where five or six of us turn up. Yes. And uh, and it just seems to be an absolute waste of time. Well, one of the other things that bothered me about this protest is that I know that the QAnon people are really anti-pedophile, which is, on the one hand, a really good thing, but on the other hand, the way they go about it is a bit weird. Well, I think... And yeah. that, don't they call anybody in power a yeah, pedophile? Yeah, if you're a Democrat or if you're on the So are there a bunch of QAnon supporters going down Rundle Mall today? Probably. That would be a bit of a turn-off for me as well as I don't see the point of yep. protesting. I mean, yep. I do protest against child sexual abuse, obviously. Um, but how effective it will be is a different issue, <laughs> I think. I just um, can't imagine those pedophiles you know, and it's a, getting it's, scared. You know, will it get... Uh, I might get some media coverage because it's about pedophilia, maybe. But um, beyond that, what is the what's going to be the outcome? And I think it's a. Oh, it's a day out. Yeah. And, that, and that's always a good thing. And it's not raining. No, so that's good. no, it looks quite clear at the moment. So yeah. it, it'll be a day out. They'll have fun. Well, there we go. There's our conversation over coffee, which you had the coffee and I didn't. So, <laughs> but we both had the conversation. We both had a conversation. So I want to thank everybody for being with uh, Dean and Tony for conversations over coffee. And uh, please follow our other conversations, of which there are many here on um, Conversations Over Coffee. So thanks, Dee. <laughs> thanks, Tony.